again, everyone. Welcome inside the Adam Jones podcast presented by the Baltimore Banner. I'm Jerry Coleman. He, of course, the former five-time All-Star, Adam Lamarck Jones. I had to Google it. I found the middle name after all the times you calling me Gerald. Just ahead in episode number 20, Adam. Number 20. Former Orioles skipper, now the manager of the year with the New York Mets. His name is Buck Showalter. He'll join the festivities shortly. And, man, he's got a bunch of stories for us. In addition, Adam's going to discuss his trip to Sarasota, where he's broadcasting live and making sure that he gets out of town before I arrive next week. And he'll talk about his visit to Orioles camp. You may have seen a lot of that on social media. And the differences between the Cactus and Grapefruit League. He's experienced both. Plus, another edition of Socially Speaking, where we correspond with one of our listeners and we have a big prize giveaway where you can become eligible by following us and rating our podcast and letting us know at Adam Jones Pod at Adam Jones P-O-D, Adam Jones Pod, all over social media. We'll get to Lamar and the Ravens next week for sure. That mess is still about to be sorted out and we'll have some opinions once it is. And we're going to hear from Eric DaCosta and John Harbaugh exclusively on the podcast. You heard it here first in a future episode. First, we want to welcome aboard our newest sponsor, Miss Shirley's. We are so grateful to have you. We love Miss Shirley's, don't we, Adam? Always do. And uh, they've treated myself and family very well. Yep. Award-winning brunch. Uh, they may not know that my nephew Cole once worked there. But we'll nice. get to uh, more about Miss Shirley's and our sponsors momentarily. All right, let's bring in our aforementioned featured guests. Let's head right down to Port St. Lucie, Florida, or as Adam refers to it, Port St. Lonely, Florida, where he's not lonely, surrounded by many inside the <laughs> Mets clubhouse, the reigning National League Manager of the Year, former Orioles skipper, current Mets skipper, he is Buck Showalter. Buck, do appreciate you taking the time and joining us, and we'll center that camera there. A little to the left, a little to the right. Perfect. How you been? There you go. Hot. Now, you remember Hot. when you used to, Adam, you remember when you used to go to camp in Florida? <laughs> And it was cool the first week or two. It's like 90 the first day down here. There's no global cooling. It's you hot. call it Port St. what, Adam? <clears throat> Port St. <Saint> Lonely? Lonely? Yeah. <laughs> Port St. <Saint> Lonely. <laughs> what do you do you after to... 10 o'clock there? 10. I don't know. I had not seen 10 o'clock since I've been there. I'm night-night. 10 toes up. Yeah. 8.30. That city is shut down. Coca-Cabana <laughs> yeah. is done. Everything is done. I can tell you one thing, my 40th anniversary is tomorrow, and I, and I will not be asleep at 7.30. Well, uh, congratulations to you and Angela. She's put up with you and all that. Did she try to talk you out of the Mets job? No, no. She tried to get me out of the house. Are you kidding me? Just like Adam's wife. She's <laughs> saying every spring, Adam, you got somewhere to go, please. Go. Please go for give me a week alone, please. And she's going to Athens, so. Just, I get there, she goes somewhere else. That's how you stay married, okay? Right there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll kick it off real quickly by asking, and this is like a, an obsession with the New York media about who's going to be your starting pitcher, your opening day pitcher. They need to know right now. It's so important. Is it Scherzer? Is it Verlander? Oh. What I want to know is, have you talked to those two about the way you and the Orioles and Adam beat them in the playoffs back in 2000, I think it was 14, in the divisional round, because that was the last Orioles playoff series victory, and you guys were a part of it. Well, let's get, let's get the story right, okay? As Adam will tell you, we didn't beat them. We beat the relievers behind them. And the key was to make them throw a lot of pitches early mm -hmm. so we could get some of those slap you-know-what's out there. 
first and foremost. You can say yeah. slap dick. It's okay. We, it's an uncensored <laughs> podcast. Hey, he's well, got a job, okay? Say, hey, yeah, that's true. We're smart. Skip, I want to know. You're one of the most creative and most prepared human beings I've ever been around. Um, new rules. Obviously, you probably had the, the, the handwritten draft on the newspaper. Um what are you going to do? How are you going to do that? Because I know that obviously the infielders can't do stuff. The outfielders can do stuff. I've seen that. I've seen what they was doing yeah, the other day at another camp. And I'm like, oh, I can't let nobody's uh, secrets out. But what are you going to do if, in a way? Well, I'm shit? fortunate that Jeff McNeil has played the infield. and He's going to play some left field. The real one's going to be, are you going to take your right fielder and put him in a deep shortstop position um, with a right-handed pull hitter? Uh, there's going to be some things you can do with a five-man infield. I think if you're willing to seed a certain part of the outfield, there's still going to be, you know, they didn't eliminate shifts. I love how people say they eliminated shifts. They didn't eliminate shifts. They just moderated them where you have Mm -hmm. certain things. The shift can still be there, but you're going to have to give up even more in order to play one. I know right now, Jerry, that Adam would be campaigning to play shortstop in this new, uh, you know, and he would have been good at it. He would have been good at it. For sure. Um, also, you got Pitchcock. Um, I went to an uh, Orioles game recently, and I mean, I'm talking, looking this way. Look back. It's the sixth inning. I'm like, this game is going a lot quicker. Um, as a fan, personally, I think that you know, the first six innings, I get it. The last six innings, I can't. There's it, too much riding on. Uh, situations for me to be like, oh, no, 15 seconds. No, hell no. Maybe 20 seconds later in the game or something like that. You think something like that could be tweaked? Because the first day somebody got called out on strike three in the ninth inning in a game, like that cannot happen in New York. Ooh. You know, Adam, I I, I said all along, and I know some people roll their eyes, I think the last two innings or maybe the ninth inning, they should turn the clock off. You know, I just think, guys, because someone in the stands did not want to see an end like uh, a game end on a call like that. You know, it's kind of interesting to me. The people, I don't think I've ever seen so much consistent positive press about the speed-up rules. But you got to keep in mind who's writing these articles. It's not the players. It's not the fans. It's the people that watch or go to every game. Now, the writers are all going to love in the media. Let's, let's face it, they're speeding up the games because of TV. You know, TV's telling them that they're, the games are too long and not enough people are watching them. They're not able to advertise as much. A lot of this is being driven by the TV. So you've got to shorten the games up somehow. You know, personally, you know, the umpires have had the toughest job. They're, they've got a real grind. And now they've added even more on maybe why a bunch of them retired this year. But uh, I just uh, – I wish they would just said, hey, we're, we're going to hit quicker and we're going to pitch faster and all this other stuff. You know, we, we've bitten off a lot here. We've bitten off a lot, and everybody is testing the limits of uh, competitive skills. You know, Max Scherzer, J- uh, Verlander, these veteran pitchers, you know, somebody said, well, they didn't do it in the minor leagues. Well, they are a little more rule follower. These guys are looking for a competitive edge, and right now it's going to – I think it's going to affect the hitters a lot more than the pitchers. Adam, what do you think? Well, I mean, I think situationally, yeah, situationally, it's going to affect. I mean, I was watching just guys go up there, and it just the bats is getting over. Pitchers are ready to go. I mean, you, <clears throat> I seen Scherzer where he didn't he strike somebody out in twenty one seconds or something like that. Like, yeah. 
That ain't, that, nah, 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 hell nah. I'm stepping out, and you only get one. Like, that's, I get, I get. You want to work fast, and I get. He, he's got the thing on his own, his own wrist. He's calling his own game. Yeah, and I get that. But, but like I said, I think later in the game there needs to be lax because uh, big situation riding. I gotta, I gotta analyze this situation. I'm not just gonna step into the box, you know, man on second, no else, and just be like, oh, what's going on? And like, no, I'm, I'm, I need to get in there and really analyze the situation. And I think. You know, there's going to be some tweaks. Like there one is the that, yeah, One of the problems, I think you're going to see them change that the uh, – I think the pitcher needs to take his signal on the rubber. Taking the signal off the rubber, then jumping on the rubber and throwing just as the hitter looks up. I don't know if it's uh, a real healthy thing for the hitter, the, pit, the catcher, the umpire. You know, I just think you're asking for some potential. I know there's been a lot of talk about maybe making the pitcher – Take his sign on the rubber. We'll see. They're certainly not going to ask me and me and you. Oh, one other thing from, to that. Um, I was talking with Cedric Mullins about this, and maybe something you probably have thought about and looked at. Does the when does the clock actually start for the change of inning? Does it start when the pitcher crosses the line? Does it start when he gets into the dugout? Does it, the clock have anything to do with the pitcher and when he crosses the line? Because if Cedric's catching the ball in left center field and leading off the next inning, like is there a way to the pitcher to get him an extra 10, 15 seconds? Because that's a far run. He's fast, but he's still got No, you know, like, you know, it starts when a bullpen guy coming in enters the uh, the uh, warning track area. We had a play yesterday, Adam. Why don't you think about this? And Mark Canna, who's, you know, real smart kid, you know, Cal Berkeley, pretty level-headed. But he had a tough time yesterday. He's playing right field. Ball hit down the right field line foul. He has to go retrieve the ball because uh, there weren't ball boys there. And he could not get back to his position in time before the next pitch was thrown. Then there was a duck flare in front of him. He sprinted all the way in for that. Next guy made an out. He's leading off the inning. First base, third base dugout from right field. I mean, he's he's sprinting up to the box, and he just snapped. He just said, I, I can't. This is crazy. You know, he went from retrieving balls, couldn't go back to position, taking a duck flare, sprinting across the field trying to get ready. I just – I don't think that's the way it's intended. And uh, that's why I'm keeping our double-A, triple-A manager with us because they know all this stuff. They've been living it. Yeah. But they're also seeing things at our level they didn't see there because these guys are trying – are testing the limits of the rules to try to get a competitive edge. Hey, Buck, hold that thought for a second. Let's acknowledge our loyal sponsors here on the Adam Jones Podcast and thank them for their participation including the legendary Miss Shirley's. Their brunch is second to none. Give a gift, they'll savor award-winning breakfast, brunch, and lunch. Also for birthdays, anniversaries, thank yous, and holidays by giving Miss Shirley's gift cards. Voted best brunch in Baltimore Magazine's best restaurants readers poll, as well as best pancakes in the country by the Food Network and foodnetwork.com. Visit Miss Shirley's Cafe in three locations, Roland Park, the Inner Harbor, of course, Annapolis as well. Head to MissShirley's.com forward slash gifts and get yourself a gift card. Also brought to you by BMW Towson, home of the best service department in all of Baltimore. Get your BMW or all cars that you own serviced at BMW of Towson, easily located just off York Road and exit 26A off I-695. Adam loves when I talk about their waiting room. Very customer friendly. <laughs> by Be More Around Town, I think Adam ran into the owner, Brian down in yep. Sarasota. 
They got their opening day orange tailgate coming up set for Thursday, April 6th. More than 2,000 attended last year. You better get your tickets quick, folks, because this is going to sell out. Open bar, live entertainment, all sorts of food. Head to BeMoreRoundTown.com. By Dennis Wyman and the fine folks at the Wyman Group. By our friends at Jack Daniels. Please drink responsibly. By G-Leaf Medical Cannabis Company. Visit GLeaf.com. And they offer free medical delivery uh, for qualified patients in the state of Maryland. And the Baltimore Banner, of course, offering six months unlimited digital access for just a buck. All you need to do is visit thebaltimorebanner.com slash AJ to get started. So are we seeing the end here, Buck, of Tommy Trumpet, the walk-in music from the bullpen or the walk-up music from the dugout? Is this the end of an era? Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't. I don't think John and Mary and the family of four say, "Geez, wonder what is, I'm going to go tonight because I'm going to listen to a white walk-up song." But you know, I think you're going to see the comeback of the golf cart. I do, and we're thinking. I'm thinking about putting speakers on, on uh, Edwin's uh, golf cart and play that sucker as he's coming in. You know, I, there's no way you can take that out of the game. I I went to you know, old guys have to go use the bathroom between innings. But I quit going just so I could listen to him come in. That's special. You're, you're being honest. You're reconsidering the ball, the, the, the bullpen card, which I love so much. I mean, you no, know, I think, I think you're going to see. I think you're going to see guys come in with a cart because you got X amount oh, of amazing. time from the time band. you hit that play. Adam would be riding it in with him. He'll drive it. He'll be driving it, and, and let the guy uh-huh. off and go out and you know and do his thing. No, Adam would have some. Adam Adam would have somebody drive him. Careful now. What about this unbalanced schedule? Now I, I know when you were the manager of the Orioles, you talked about having to deal with the teams in the AL East all the time in spring training, and then seeing them again during the regular season. How do you feel about the fact that you guys are going to visit all these places in baseball, including Baltimore in August? I'm sure you know about that trip, and that's got to be something you're thinking about, maybe in the background, not right now in spring training. But that's going to be a pretty big deal when you come back to Baltimore. No, there'll be a time and place for it. But um, I think we're getting closer to a, a really good schedule. It's better. You know, we, we played, uh, let's see, we played 79 games in our division last year. We're going to play 52, I think, this year. I personally would like to see everybody play everybody the same amount of time. I would like to have, if we're competing against the Philadelphia Phillies, them face the same teams three times at home and three times on the road. Now, the math doesn't work out. It would require a few things to get done. But I just think everybody should play everybody. We should all face the same competition. Then at the end of the year, you have a true wild card champion and not because you were just in a division that you beat up on. Uh, You know, if everybody's playing everybody, then the wild card means more. Well, I was talking with Adam, you know, in a previous podcast, we were talking about the fact that, you know, the NBA does that and the other sports you know, the, the, the long sports, the NHL and the NBA, where, where the fans get to see your players, you know, at least one time a year as opposed to have to yeah. wait, you know, three years. That uh, it, hey, It's like I said, it makes too much sense for them to do it. You know, when Adam was in Baltimore, they had this pie-in-the-face routine. It sort of got outlawed for some reason. I don't know if it was because Adam was too forceful. That's what he's claimed in previous podcasts. Uh, how did you feel about all that nonsense that went on when you were manager here? I was fine with it. It wouldn't have gone on if I wasn't fine with it. What do you mean, Jerry? Well, they ended it. 
no, that was that was nothing from me. It was from another source in it. I, I'm but aware. I, it's okay. It's the people that are over us. But uh, you know, these people that suppress personalities and try to make them. I mean, this is a hard game to play. Quit taking yourself so seriously. Lighten up. Uh, what's that song? What's that that line in Stripes? Lighten up. Uh, I don't know. But it's I don't know. Francis. People, Lighten up, Francis. You know, everybody needs to quit taking themselves so seriously. We're not getting out of this alive. And, you know, everybody's taking everything so personal and everything is just please quit taking yourself so seriously. So the pie, I don't care. You know, I got credit for a lot of things that I really didn't care about. Like, did you see me suppress Manny Machado's personality or I mean, come on, everybody's different. Thank goodness. We're from different areas of the country, different parts of the world. And, you know, uh, don't try to talk about something you really don't understand. All right. So I don't understand the economics of baseball. Maybe you can explain them to me because the contracts just keep getting larger and larger. They don't and pay larger. them unless they can pay them. You know, they're, they're getting there funded. Ceiling? They're getting funded. I mean, believe me, the money, you know, they're not giving away money they don't have. Okay. I, nobody's, it is what it is. You know, jealousy is a horrible emotion. We were talking contracts, Adam, and I'm not jealous of anyone except everyone who's making more than me, which is 99.9% of the country. But the fact also is, is we were also talking about the pie in the face routine. And Buck was saying he never had a problem with that. We know it was more of a higher level issue. And they may bring it back at some juncture. But what we also didn't talk about, Buck, is on a previous podcast, we had Dan Duquette on. And Adam informed us all, and maybe you knew this, that when he was out there during batting practice, players would, would use him as a target and take aim at him. <laughs> so I guess maybe you knew. I don't know. But uh, no one ever scored the money shot. No, it may have something to do with he had that Red Sox shirt on. <laughs> he was weird like that. Like, why would you wear that? Are you kidding why? me? Yeah, that, Dan didn't care. He just—it was like he just went into his closet and just like pulled it out. If I walked into the clubhouse with a Red Sox shirt on, I would be turned around right away. Yeah, if you worked for him, you wouldn't be. If you had one, no, you'd probably the get a, out of here. You'd probably get a job if you had one. <laughs> You're from <laughs> that area of the country. There's certain regional bias that everybody has. Yeah. Um, before my technology failed me. Um, I was asking about the pressures, non-pressures of New York, and um, I was playing for an owner that gets whatever he wants, uh, a city that is uh, that obviously expectations are extremely high, uh, fan base that wants a winner, um, but also a clubhouse of some of the most professional that you've ever been around, and like, just how is that managing this, this that team? Because you manage a different team in Baltimore. Here's a you managing a completely different team in New York City. But at the same time, you're still managing men with the same goal. So um, how, how, is, how is New York? You know, Adam, as you well know, every situation is a little different. You, you, you don't ask the players to adjust to you. You just adjust to them. And you, you kind of try to get a feel for what's needed. And you try to bring what's needed. But you also stay out of the way and let good players play. Uh, sometimes the best managing you do is the managing you don't do. You don't want to – and that's one thing I always said about Joe Torre. He was great at playing a good hand well. And sometimes uh, – and, you know, things can change quickly in a week with a few injuries. But, 
Yeah, New York doesn't have a corner on pressure, but there's certainly a sense of urgency there that doesn't exist everywhere. You know, there was pressure in Baltimore, but we put it on ourselves. It, you know, what they say, pressure is a privilege. Um, it, there's just a day-to-day. David Cohn had a great line outside my office one night at Yankee Stadium after he got booed off the field. He said, hey, they're waiting to embrace me. I have to give them something to embrace me for. And that's really what it is. You know, they, they will embrace you wholeheartedly, but it will make you feel like you're better than you think than you really are and make you feel like you're worse than you really are. you got to stay away from the snowball there because Saints can snowball real positive and they can snowball real negatively. So the baseball season is about shortening the uh, bad times and stretching out the good times because you're going to have both during 162 games. But, you know, when you figure it completely out, you know, I just try to take each day and treat people like you like to be treated and knowing it's not always going to be reciprocal. You know, it ain't fair. When we got eliminated last year, it's a tough clubhouse. But I said, guys, the game's not always fair. You know, everybody here thinks they deserve it this time of year. But, you know, you grind like heck to roll the dice in October, and that's what we're trying to do down here in St. Uh, what do you call it, St. Lonely. Lonely. <laughs> My final question for you, Buck, and it does deal with the media because obviously this is your second time around in New York in between with the Orioles, the stint at ESPN. You, you feel like you're better equipped to deal with all these people. And the sports talk radio, man, I, in, that, in that market, I, I, I don't know how you can stand listening to it because it really is out of control. Uh, Russ, Russ, are you that you're stupid? You're the Mets are going to win the NL East. Yeah, and, and, and what, you think they lost because of something I said? You think they lost because of something I said? You, you think the they lost the because of something yes. I said? You gave them the kiss of death. Russ, you idiot. You Do you? Hey, Russ, you idiot. Do you think they lost? Blame the talk show host for losing the game. That's how passionate right. or maybe He's probably or right. crazy He's some probably of these fans right. are. He's probably right. But, uh, you know, first <laughs> of all, I don't read anything, and I don't listen to any of those. And if you come in my house, as Adam knows, I'm watching a game, any sport, it'll be with the sound off. Because if you're going to interact with those people every day and you're going to, you know, because it's part of your job, you can't be reading and, and listening to every little thing. It's what I tell the players. You know, you, you can't. And um, I'm not on any of those different communication things, Facebook, Twitter, all the different Twitter, all the things that they have, whatever they are. But I choose not to be a part of it. It doesn't make me right or wrong. I just I can't do the things I need to do for the players every day if I'm constantly letting my personality be shaped by what I'm reading every day. You're a grandfather. And how was this, I mean, you're able to share with, you're able to share all, did you ever share those great moments with, with your grandchildren? Um, obviously I uh, see a lot of what Angela puts with you guys in the mess on Facebook. Your kids are loved even closer by being on the East coast now. Like, and, and you go to DC, like to take a train, like just how is that, you know, just all of it culminating. Obviously, you're still managing. You don't need to. You can just be traveling. Angela don't want to, don't want you there. But just like it's all coming together. Although you, you know, it's just coming together as a grandpa. Like how is that? Yeah, yeah Adam, just wait. Your day is coming, and you'll remember this. I'll be gone, but I'm gonna tell you, it it's uh, kind of a payback. I've got four grandsons, and uh, the great thing is they go home at night. Um, I don't have to pay any of their bills. My daughter is. Uh, and son, it's uh, it's special. And anybody that's doing it, it's it's expensive around Christmas and birthdays. I can tell you that. 
but uh, I wouldn't trade it for the world. They're down here now with, with our anniversary tomorrow and uh, sleep. You know, people don't realize in spring you get home in dark. I do. And you leave in the dark. Mm-hmm. And my wife stays for about a week. She said, this is crazy. I'm going home. And uh, and she will after the anniversary and we'll move on and see and shoot for 41. Let's see you hang in there, Adam. I know you got a you got a great family, and yeah. I'm really proud of you. They've heard me say a lot of times, Jerry, that the two hardest things you'll ever do in your life is be a good father and be a good husband. But it's also the most rewarding, and uh, you got to work at it. And yes, um, you if you work at it like Adam did in baseball, he'll make 42. Nothing like family. Nothing like family. Family Nothing first, like always. It. Congratulations on the Congrats, anniversary, Jim. too. Thanks for taking That's the time. We know, we know how long the days are. They were, uh, they were always long when you were here in Baltimore, and I'm sure that's continued down in Port St. Lonely, Florida. But you won't be lonely on your anniversary, Buck. Thanks for being here, and we look forward to catching up with you at some point during the season. All right. God bless you all. Thanks for having me. Well, Adam, he's never shy. He's not a wallflower, exactly, uh, as we no. knew from his days in Baltimore. And that's carried over to the Big Apple. But, man, family is very important to him, just like it is to both of us. But he's sure. a baseball lifer. Oh, he's a lifer. Uh, he, he couldn't be away from it. He's, he's, he's a lifer. And I, I believe when he's done his tenure here, I think this is a, a just probably setting up for an emeritus job later. You know, you know I just want him to win one. He needs one. He's, I think he's going to the Hall of Fame, but he needs one. He needs. I agree. He needs to be hoist. And I want them to hoist him up like they do in Japan and hoist him up. <laughs> over there. You Carry him right off. <laughs> and just and go that'll be his final right game. Now, what a way to in go out uni, that would be. In his uni with his hand right here, just go go home. Just like that. Don't even get your clothes. He deserves it. Yeah. If anyone deserves it, it's fine. Let's travel in the ship baltimore and beyond and well back to sarasota where you are adam and uh, there were all sorts of pictures on social media in the past week even the orioles retweeted the fact that you were back in sarasota so what's it been like to be back at orioles camp see some familiar faces and some unfamiliar faces well first i came here um working with my charity bat baseball assistance team um i took the florida assignment because arizona is just too far from spain so I was like, yeah, it'd be a great chance to come back on this side and see the guys, um, but also raise money for the organization. But no, it, it's been it's been great. Um, being in Sarasota is familiar. I know where I'm at. I don't need to drive in directions. Uh, very familiar with uh, just just really everything in the streets. Um, played a lot of golf out here. Was able to reconnect with a lot of uh, friends, have some dinners with people I haven't seen in a while. But uh, no, overall, it's been great. And the energy at the ballpark in the clubhouse is real. I think that it's going to be a really strong year. Um, I had good conversations with John Angelos and Mike Elias. Um, so I think that things could be moving in a really good positive direction, just professionally with us. And it just was a, it just was a good time. I think that the aura around here is um, that uh, we have a good squad and, you know, we're putting out, we're going to put out a really good product and hopefully that hopefully we're in the mix when the, when all the cards are full. Well, I hear you saying we, and I love the talk yeah. and, and the way things are heading in that direction. And the fact that you were down there, uh, it had to be kind of an eerie, special kind of feeling to walk back inside Ed Smith Stadium as a non-player for the first time. It was. 
because uh, I never went like through the bullpen, like through the bullpen on the concourse. I never walked the concourse during the game. <laughs> but no, it was it was it was def- definitely different. A lot of people said, you know, second look, you know, Adam, like you know, but is that you? Because is that really him? You know, and uh, no, it was good. It was good to see the game. The you know, obviously with the new rules, speeding up the game so fast. It's uh, definitely you definitely have to pay attention. I should say, if you're a fan, and I think that's a great thing because if you don't pay attention, you're gonna miss probably the inning if, if for for real. Um, but no, energy was great. Um, obviously, it was definitely nostalgia. I think that's probably the best word to use for it all is nostalgia being around here. Um, but th- th- these guys are for real. They they got some really good leaders in that clubhouse. Some guys are hungry. Guys are gonna gonna get a lot of uh, chances. So. Um, I think this year's gonna be a good baseball year for them, for the Orioles, and as long as they stay healthy, that's the number one thing. The right guy. I mean, not everybody has to stay healthy, but you know, just the sky is really the limit when it comes to them. And they have a you know, Elias, and has done a fantastic job with putting a damn good, pro- exciting product on the field. Obviously, they have things to prove, but the excitement is all there. I mean, you look at their Twitter, you look at the the, the excitement for these guys are all there, and. Uh, they all got really good flow when it comes to hair, too. Well, I wouldn't be uh, doing my job if I didn't ask a probing, nosy question, like the conversations what? maybe with ownership or with Elias. Uh, uh, mm. What did they bring? Well, they bring – I mean, we just talked, really, to be honest with you. You just had good conversations catching up. I didn't know Elias um, previously. Obviously, professionally, I know of him and what he's, what he's uh, accomplished, but don't know him personally. And uh, we just sat down and just had a professional conversation about, you know, careers, sports, the team, uh, the game, opinions. Uh, me and John, we had a really good dinner and we was able to just catch up. You know, it's been a while and uh, we were able to just, just talk, you know, as, as two grownups. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can talk more in the future because I think that um, it's good for both of us, uh, I, I believe. The franchise is I mean, I'm one of the franchise leaders in a lot of a lot of categories, especially in the last decade. Number obviously, number eight is the leader in. Uh, I mean, damn near everything. I'm Camden Yards leader, uh, but no, just just the. Um, I just think it's just it's obviously always been a mutual respect amid whatever people uh, have ever thought. I guess unless you know me, like you don't know what my feelings have ever been towards towards uh, the Angeloses or towards anybody towards the Orioles. They've always been great. It's business. Um, but no, hopefully the ball can get moving in a good direction, and I'd say you never know what uh, what could happen. But everything has been has been really really positive and been really good to be down here. To be honest with you, that's great to hear. I'm going to yeah. assume that you picked up the check for the Angelos dinner because you got Hell that Oreo bag. No. You got that Oreo bag behind you. I thought you got that in exchange for paying for the dinner. No, I, I for those watching on YouTube. I, I was traveling and I needed uh, I needed some laundry done and the the, the clubbies at the Orioles man the, the best Freddie Tyler PT Andrew I mean the list goes on and on it's just a bit bunny bunny still bunny still there but they gave me a bag I, I brought it in like a a bag like a the actual <laughs> you know the, went to the store bag they gave me a nice bag I haven't had one of these in a long time so yeah it's it's definitely bringing back a, a lot of nostalgia a lot of good uh, good memories good emotions walking the halls and stuff like that. All right, let me ask you real quickly, the differences, because you've been a participant of both the Grapefruit League and the Cactus League out in Arizona, is there a significant difference between these two leagues in terms of playing in them and acclimating and getting ready for the season and the way you have to approach things? Well, 
uh, it, it, it's, yes and no. So as a veteran like me, I, I, and a lot of other guys, it became a point to where me and Buck, we just we sat down, us and Buck, the older guys, and sat down and said, look, I'm playing all the home games. If you see, I played, if you, you remember, I played every home game possible unless I was either my kids were born or I was battling something or WBC. Um, the road, uh, it, dep yeah, it depends. Like, and, it, and also, Buck never wanted to play us against the, the East. He never wanted right. us to go play. We talked about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he never wants to go play the East. And especially, you know, like, you don't want to go see the base starter right now. You know, you don't want to go get, you like, because you go, when you go play at, the Twins or at the Red Sox, at the Yankees, they're, they're A starters throw then. And he's like, you don't want to get that. So, nah, don't. <laughs> we, we're not going to do we're not, we're not gonna do that. But I told him I'll play every single home game. But for, so for me, it was easy. What's, what sucks also about Florida is that everything's far. I, I, I can't go. I can't go have dinner with CC. I can't go have dinner with Longoria. I like it's just the only person really was McCutcheon because Bradenton, which was great. Obviously, it's my boy, but like you just couldn't go have dinner with your friends because I'm not driving to Tampa. I'm not. I'm not. Um, but in Arizona, you can do it. You can do whatever you want. You can have dinner every night. You can have breakfast with guys. You can do whatever you want to do because you're in the same city, um, and there you can travel. A little bit easier, I think, um, and go home, which was always cool. Uh, you just travel, take a, we take your clothes and stuff, and then shower and just go home. The clubbies will take your stuff back. Uh, but you get to have dinner with your friends. You're in one city, and it, but it's crowded, so it's it's Florida's yeah. crowded too with all with, with the northerners coming down. Um, but imagine like one, one I'm at like Phoenix right now has thousands of new people. Just because for the, for the for the next six weeks and it is, it's just too too many, way too many. But well, it's positive next and week to both of it. Yeah, just, yeah. You know. I think next week there may be a rant in the uh, in the making about the traffic down in Sarasota and their roundabouts. We may have to talk Goodness. about that in a future edition. <laughs> they they think it's going to improve the traffic. They got another thing coming. Yeah. What we have coming ahead here on the Adam Jones podcast. <laughs> Socially speaking, this week we got the following correspondence, AJ. And this person qualifies for an upcoming prize, whether it be a piece of Adam Jones signed memorabilia or a gift card from one of our restaurant sponsors, a $100 gift card at that. Just follow us and rate the podcast at Adam Jones Pod on all the social media platforms. Christopher, pretty simple on Twitter, writes... And uh, his uh, ad is at datdudeer29. I think I got that right. It's Twitter yeah, language, did. folks. At simply AJ10. <laughs> he writes, my dude, just watch a podcast with Cedric Mullins. He tags said, pretty funny and interesting. Overall, been watching the pod. Overall, loving it. Even while working out or working at the airport. That's very nice of Chris. Despite no mention of me. I wonder where no. he works at the airport. If he's working with a baggage claim, I need my bags out a little quicker. Somewhere else fixing the airplanes, doing the real work. Uh, thanks for the tweet, and you're eligible, and uh, despite not mentioning you. But we do appreciate that. They don't want to mention you, Jerry. I mean, some people would be tweeting me, be like, damn, can you just shut Jerry up? I'm like, no, because I'm, I'm too far from him. If I was closer. They pay me by up. the word. <laughs> That's the no, only I know, reason I, I keep I, I know talking. Chris. Chris is a good dude. He's a trainer also. He trains a lot of people. He, I, I, I like trainers. Trainers are positive people. Trying to get people into shape. So he's got a good outlook on life. 
Yeah, but get our bags out earlier, man. Damn. All right, that does it. We do want to uh, really acknowledge our sponsors. They support us. You go out and support them. They're all synonymous with Baltimore. Miss Shirley's, home of the award-winning breakfast, brunch, and lunch also for birthdays, anniversaries, thank yous, and holidays. Give a gift card they'll savor by giving Miss Shirley's Cafe gift cards. Voted best brunch in Baltimore magazines, best restaurants, readers poll, as well as best pancakes in the country. By foodnetwork.com. Visit Miss Shirley's. They have three locations Miss Shirley's Cafe, Roland Park, Inner Harbor, and of course, Annapolis. Head to MissShirley's.com forward slash gifts for the gift card by BMW of Towson, easily located off York Road, just off exit 26A on 695 by Be More Round Town. Get ready for their orange tailgate. Head to Be More Roundtown.com by the outstanding folks at the Wyman Group, Dennis and Company. Much gratitude for your support. Thanks to Jack Daniels. Please drink responsibly by G-Leaf Medical Cannabis. Head to gleaf.com and the Baltimore Banner. Six months unlimited digital access for a buck. Visit thebaltimorebanner.com slash AJ to get started. Thanks to our senior executive producer. Stay classy out there in San Diego, as they say. And we'll see you next week with another big special guest. Be real, be kind, and we're out. Thank you.